This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Today you might notice I'm using a better uh, webcam mic, or I, I bought one. Uh, check out the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Check out the podcast of the month, which is Bev's Video Kingdom. You can also go on the Deluxe Edition.com net, or Network.com and vote on a category of your choosing in the Denny's every day until March 1st. Today, we are talking about the life and times of Bud Grant. Henry Peter Bud Grant Jr. was an American football defensive end and head coach and as and a player in the National Basketball Association. Grant is best known for serving as the min- head coach of the Minnesota Vikings in the National Football League for 18 seasons. He was the team's second and fourth head coach, leading them to four Super Bowl appearances, 11 division titles, one league championship, and three national football conference championships. Grant attended the University of Minnesota and was a three-sport athlete in football, basketball, and baseball. After college, he played for the Minneapolis Lakers of the NBA, the Philadelphia Eagles of the NFL, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. A statue of Grant stands in front of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' current stadium, IG Field, with the Lakers, he won the 1950 NBA Finals. Before coaching the Vikings, he was the head coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the Canadian Football League for 10 seasons, winning the Grey Cup four times. Grant is the most successful coach in Vikings history and the fifth most successful professional football coach overall with the combined 286 wins in the NFL and CFL. Grant was elected to the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1983 and to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1994. He was the first coach to guide teams to the Grey Cup and the Super Bowl, the only other being Marv Levy. Um, he was born in Superior, Wisconsin in May 20th in 1927 to Harry Peter Sr. and Bernice Grant. His mother called him Buddy Boy, which later became Bud. As a child, Grant was diagnosed with polio mellitus and a doctor suggested he become active in sports to strengthen his weakened leg muscles over time he started with baseball adding basketball and football as he got older due to a lack of organized school teams he arranged football games between neighborhoods and contacted teams from other kids from other schools to participate during weekends he spent time outdoors alone hunting rabbits in his late teens and college years he played organized baseball in minnesota and wisconsin in 1940, Grant and two friends were duck hunting on Yellow Lake in northern Wisconsin when the Arm- Armistice blizzard occurred. Grant survived by sheltering at a gas station while his friends were at a farmer's house. Um, Grant played football, basketball, and baseball at Superior High School. He graduated from high school in 1945 and enlisted in the U.S. Navy during World War II. He was assigned to the Great Lakes Naval Training Station in Illinois and played on the football team coached by Paul Brown. 
using an acceptance letter from the University of Wisconsin-Madison to be discharged from the service, Grant decided to attend the University of Minnesota instead. He was a three-sport, nine-letterman athlete in football, basketball, and baseball for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, earning all Big Ten Conference honors in football twice. While at the University of Minnesota, Grant was also a member of the Phi Delta Pi Delta Theta Fraternity Professional Basketball. After leaving the University of Minnesota, Grant was selected in both the NFL and NBA draft. He was second in the first round, 14th overall of the 1950 NFL draft by the Philadelphia Eagles and fourth round 47th overall selection of the Minneapolis Lakers in the 1950 NBA draft. He played 35 games during the 1949 to 1950 NBA season and signed with the Lakers for the 50 through 51 NBA season. He chose to continue his basketball career with the Lakers because they were local and because he was offered a raise to stay for the season. Grant's close friend, Sid Hartman was the Lakers general manager, which may have influenced his decision to remain with the team. He averaged 2.6 points per game in his two seasons as a reserve with the Lakers and was a member of the 1950 championship team. After the death of Ernie Farron in 2022, he became the oldest living NBA champion. Professional football. After two seasons in the NBA, Grant decided to end his professional basketball career. He contacted the Philadelphia Eagles of the NFL and agreed to play for the team during the 1951 NFL season. In his first season with the Eagles, Grant played as a defensive end and led the team in sacks, an unofficial statistic at the time. He switched to offense as a wide receiver for his second season with the club and ranked second in the NFL for receiving yardage with 997 yards on 56 catches, including seven touchdowns. Grant's contract expired at the end of the 1952 NFL season, and the Eagles refused to pay him what he thought he was worth. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL had been interested in Grant while in college. Grant left for Winnipeg, Manitoba in 1953 and became the first professional player to play out his option and leave for another team. He played for the Blue Bombers until 1956 as an offensive end and was named a Western Conference All-Star three times. He loved the Western Conference and pass receptions for the 1953, 1954, and 1956 seasons and receiving yards for the 1953 and 1956 seasons. He also holds the distinction of having made five interceptions in a playoff game played on October 28, 1953, which is a record in all of professional football. The Blue Bombers played for the Grey Cup in 1953 but lost to the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the 41st Grey Cup game coaching career. Winnipeg Blue Bombers management decided that they needed a new coach prior to the 1957 season. On January 30, 1957, Grant accepted the Blue Bombers head coach position after impressing management with his ability to make adjustments on offense and defense as a player. Club president J.T. Russell thought that Grant could coach even though nobody else did. Grant remained the head coach of the Blue Bombers until 1966. At age 29, he was 30 by the time he coached his first game. Grant became the youngest head coach in CFL history. During his 10 seasons as head coach in Winnipeg, he led the team to six Grey Cup appearances, winning the championship four times in 1958, 1959, 61, and 62. He finished his Blue Bombers coaching career 
with a regular season record of 105 wins, 53 losses, and two ties, and an overall record of 122 wins, 66 losses, and three ties. Grant was the CFL Coach of the Year in 1965. Grant took over, took on additional responsibilities as a club manager between 1964 and 66. Max Winner, the Minnesota Vikings founder, contacted Grant in 1961 and asked him to coach the new NFL expansion team. Grant declined the offer and remained in Winnipeg until 1967 when Winter and general manager Jim Finks were successful in luring Grant to Minnesota, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings hired Grant as their head coach on March 10, 1967, taking over from their original coach, Norm Van Brocklin. Over his tenure as Vikings head coach, Grant was known for instilling discipline in his teams and displaying a lack of emotion during games. He believed that football is a game of controlled emotion and teams would not follow the coach's lead if he were to panic or lose his poise during the course of a game. He required his team to stand at attention in a straight line during the entire national anthem played before the game and even add national anthem practice. Grant required outdoor practice during the winter to get players used to the cold weather and did not allow heaters on the sidelines during games. As per the latter practice, it goes that Grant positioned that with the heaters present on the sidelines, the players would gather around the source of warmth, but if the heaters were not present, the players would be paying attention to the game. Grant and Finks orchestrated a rare, although unofficial, trade between leagues, which brought Joe Cap from the British Columbia Lions to the Vikings. In return, the Vikings sent Jim Young, a Canadian-born player, back to his native country. Officially, both players were waived from their respective leagues and signed with their new teams as free agents. Effectively, it was a straight exchange. In his second year, Grant led the team to a division championship and his first NFL playoff appearance. In 1969, he led the team to its first NFL championship and their first appearance in the Super Bowl. The Vikings lost in Super Bowl IV to the American Football League champion Kansas City Chiefs. Prior to the 70 season, Minnesota released Joe Cap after starting Gary Quazzo at quarterback in 70 and 71. The Vikings reacquired Fran Tarkenton prior to the 1972 season. During the 70s, the Vikings appeared in three more Super Bowls, Super Bowl 8, 9, and 11 under Grant and lost each one. But he was the first coach to lead a team to four Super Bowl appearances. He retired after the 1983 NFL season and was succeeded by Les Streckel. Steckel, who led the team to a 3-13 and record the following season. Steckel was fired after head Steckel was fired as head coach after the 1984 season and Grant returned as coach for the Vikings in 1985. After one season where he returned the club to a respectable 7-9 and record, he stepped down again. Grant retired as the 8th most successful coach in NFL history with with an overall record of 161 wins, 99 losses, and five ties. As of 2021, he also remains the most successful coach in Vikings history. During his tenure with the Vikings, he led the Vikings to four Super Bowl games, 11 division titles, one championship, one league championship, and three NFC championships. Um, So it pretty much goes to show you that, you know, Bud Grant was a big reason for the Minnesota Vikings successes once he became their head coach. 
Um, a little known factor, even though it was talked about earlier in this episode, was that Bud Grant was actually one of the first choices when the Minnesota Vikings became a football team in 1961, which they be, were an expansion team that year, um, was a top choice to become the head coach for the Vikings. But being a man of great wisdom, he said, no thanks, because he knew in his mind that whoever was going to be the first coach of that expansion team, they're going to have to deal with a lot of losses. And as we know, Norm Van Brocklin didn't deal with that very well. So then once they finally get um, Bud Grant to Minnesota to coach the Vikings, him and general manager Jim Finks go about building what would later become known as the Purple People Eaters. Um, they get Joe Cap, which people can shit on Joe Cap all they want. Joe Cap had one great quality about him, and that he was a leader. And he was very humble. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but the reason they released him was because his lawyer told him that he should ask for more money after the loss in Super Bowl IV. Um, at the time, there was something called the standard players contract, and Joe Cap was told by his lawyer not to sign it. This is in Joe Cap's book called The Toughest Chicano. Um, it's a very good book. Um, also, Bud Grant does have a book called I Did It My Way, which is another great read. Very, very underrated reads. If you haven't gotten those books yet, do yourself a favor and get both books. They are fabulous. Um, also, I think had Bud Grant not came and coached the Vikings, they wouldn't have made those Super Bowls. Um, the Vikings under Norm Van Brocklin were a fighting team. You know, they were, as they like to, as Jim Marshall liked to always say, we were kind of like renegades, almost like the Oakland Raiders of the NFC, where we got into a lot of fights. Well, when Bud Grant comes around, he instills Jim Marshall as the team captain and says to Jim, hey, you have to be the leader of this team. And they later, the Vikings went from brawlers to legit contenders in a short period of time. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, well, do you think they would have won Super Bowl four had they had Fran Tarkington? Um, well, we had Fran Tarkington for three Super Bowls in Super Bowl eight, nine, and 11, and we lost all three of those. So... A lot of people say, well, the Purple People Eaters defense was a lot older at that point. Um, a lot had changed with that defense. To me, I just think we played great teams in those Super Bowls that were better than us on that given day. Uh, it sucks that Bud Grant will always be known as a four-time Super Bowl loser. But you know what? I look at it as who else was doing it back then. It wasn't Don Shula. I mean, Chuck Knoll did it. Um, Tom Landry would later do it, I think. But the difference between Knoll and Grant is that Knoll won four. Um, I don't think Bud Grant should be, or the Minnesota Vikings for that fact, should be considered losers just because they lost four Super Bowls. I think it shows the detrimental of the team that they played really great 
up until that game. But at the same time, they're still a great team. I mean, not many teams did what the Vikings did in that period of time. So from all of us here at Stephen Jarvis and Friends Podcast, we wish to send our condolences to Bud Grant's family as he had recently passed away this last Saturday at the age of 95. Um, he passed away in Bloomington, Minnesota. So Bud Grant, we just want to say thank you and rest easy, coach. And that is my tribute to Bud Grant. Um, you can watch this episode on YouTube. Also, it will be on the website, uh, Buzzsprout, uh, Google Pods, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm sure this episode will be on there. Uh, please go check out the deluxeeditionnetwork.com where you'll find many great podcasts on there done by amazing people. And they're a lot better than this one, trust me. Um, also, go check out the podcast of the month which is Bev's Video Kingdom. And this last week, I was named Podcast of the Week, or this podcast was named Podcast of the Week for the Deluxe Edition Network. Thank you so very much, and I will talk to you all later. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.